good afternoon good morning good evening everybody it is december 24th sunday christmas eve and yes it is time for the high risk wrestling podcast i greatly greatly apologize for there being no show on saturday i was pretty much sick on festivus uh i couldn't even celebrate festivus properly but we're here we're back today don't forget to check out the socials charismatic creations on facebook and youtube charismatic underscore creations 52 on instagram and of course the 215 on twitter and of course as always you know you know you know you can check me out wherever the socials are at and of course i will be doing a uh i'm doing a weebly website i need to get online besides just using facebook and instagram i need to get online and i am i gotta gotta do that i really really gotta do that but for today's show um we will be looking at the best wrestling matches of 2023 from the WWE, nxt aew slash new japan new japan impact ring of honor and of course a E W, but for now you know what's next, so just go on and hit my music. All right, so let's get into it. Starting with the WWE, and we're going to go with a straight up three for um from Raw, just. Actually, no, we're going to go with a fourfer from Raw. Four straight matches from Monday Night Raw that were just absolute bangers. First up, we have Bronson Reed versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther has been just on a roll this past year, and you're going to see him a lot on this list. You're going to see certain wrestlers on this list multiple times from different companies um and gunther is no exception his match versus bronson reed absolutely astounding bronson reed versus ivar this match happened recently um this was just two big meaty men slapping mammy i'm going with the um i'm going to go with the second match where bronson reed won with a superplex i think any move off the top rope should win a match Period. Then we're going to go with the Viking Raiders versus the Alpha Academy in a Viking Rules match. This match was so shocking because it had no business being this good. It was absolutely just phenomenal. It was so much fun. It was, it was, oh my man, it was so much fun. Um, and ever since Eric has been injured, Ivar has been pretty much on a roll this year putting on like these little mini bangers him versus bronson him versus um chad gable him versus uh was uh xavier woods it's been so good uh and lastly from raw um we're gonna go with the second match between gunther and chad gable this was chad gable's uh quote-unquote last shot at, at facing gunther for the intercontinental championship even though i still think gable will be the one to defeat him for it this was so good we were building up chad gable and uh there no no one no one lost here no one looked bad here chad gable was was just really good we know what kind of a wrestler he is money to bank 2023 you know which match i am picking the usos versus roman reigns and solo sokoa with jay uso 
getting the win, getting the pin on Roman Reigns. Now, I wholeheartedly believe that established tag teams should not lose to two singles wrestlers as a tag team. And that makes no difference here. The story has been, was nothing short of phenomenal. Was, was really good with Jay. Remember, for a long time, the story of the bloodline wasn't about Roman. It was about Jay. This all started when Jimmy got hurt and Jay had to fall in line. And Jay has done exceptionally well since then. Also sticking with Roman Reigns. Uh, him versus Sami Zayn at the Elimination Chamber. Sami had finally turned on Roman at the Royal Rumble as uh, Roman wanted Sami to, to beat up on KO. Like, yo, beat up on your best friend. Do it. And no, he didn't. So that's what we got. We got this match. We were in Sammy's hometown, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And Sammy was great. The ultimate baby face. I know there are some people like, well, he should have won. No, that doesn't fit the story. You should really recognize that. And if you've seen one Roman match, you've seen all Roman matches. But this one was really kind of the uh, exception. How about back? Lash. Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. And this one is up here for one primary reason. Bianca Belair was getting booed. She was getting booed. We were in Puerto Rico. The crowd was absolutely amazing. And they were solidly, solidly behind EO. Like, I am solidly behind EO at all times. And we finally got to see a different side of Bianca and we really got to see just how good EO is I know how good EO is um, but this was a really really good match Bianca playing the, the quote unquote heel role and uh, EO showing her stuff sticking with that same pay per view on Backlash Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in the Puerto Rican street fight I mean sorry the San Juan street fight man again this crowd was phenomenal man this crowd were behind Bad Bunny. We had appearances from, you know, the rest of the Judgment Day, uh, Carlito, um, Pedro Morales. This was so, so good. Bad Bunny's a star, and I hate just how good he is at wrestling. I, I, I just, I just do. It's so much fun. Uh, Damian Priest showed what he can be, and this is why he is Mr. Money in the Bank. From the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, going back to, to that show, the United States Championship Elimination Chamber match. Wow. That was... It was shocking um, because Elimination Chamber matches have become really, really, in my opinion, boring and predictable. It, 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 it has. But something about this match really, really stood out. Um... It was it was laid out perfectly. It really was. It was laid out perfectly. And we had Austin Theory defending the championship against Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Seth freaking Rollins. And yeah. It was it was it was close to being as perfect as you can get for a recent um chamber match. These dudes put on a fantastic show and a fantastic match, and I loved it. I loved every bit of it, and we used this to build up Austin Theory to get him into his WrestleMania role. From WrestleMania 
39. These last three matches are all from WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Now, listen, yes, y'all know me. I am not a fan of Charlotte Flair. Not the wrestler, because she's very, very good in the ring. But the person in general, like, the constant pushes she gets, everything just being handed to her. But I will admit that when it comes to the big-time matches, she knows how to show up. And right here, we were crowning Rhea Ripley. There was always the fear that Rhea was going to lose. That was something that I did not want and we hope didn't happen, but it didn't. And these two women showed up and showed out and Rhea has been nothing short of dominant since winning that championship. Also from WrestleMania 39, that same day, well night, the Usos versus Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. And this was Again, part of the Bloodline storyline, Sammy and Kayo have finally reformed, uh, forgiven each other, and they were taken into the Bloodline and in an absolutely amazing match. The first time ever that Tag Team Championship match has main evented a WrestleMania, Kayo and Sammy defeated the Usos, winning the championships. Very good. And sticking with WrestleMania, that Sunday, in my, in my, in my opinion, the best match that day that Sunday was the Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther Sheamus and Drew McIntyre once again Gunther is on this list and night two has some really had some really solid matches Bianca beating Oscar which absolutely hated um Edge and Finn Snoop versus The Miz um, and Roman versus Cody but Gunther, Sheamus and Drew absolutely stole the show for that second night and what can I say big meaty men slapping man meets these three know each other so well and were absolutely astounding in how stiff the match was how badly they really really wanted to win but ultimately Gunther came out winning with the powerbomb and what more can I say Gunther went on to become the longest reigning intercontinental champion in the history of the WWE moving on to NXT um, it's very very simple NXT uh, finally got good and the three these three matches all feature one person, Ilya Dragunov. Him versus Carmelo at No Mercy, versus Melo at Great American Bash, and versus Dijak at Battleground. Their match against Dijak, I believe, was a last man standing match, if I'm not mistaken. Ilya Dragunov has proven himself that he is the top. Much as I love Melo, Ilya has proven himself that he's the guy. Mind you, this was the same show that had Melo versus Braun for the NXT Championship. But Ilya versus Dragunov was the one match that stood out on the card. Um, solid. Just absolutely solid. Ilya Dragunov has proven himself time and again that you need a big match. He is that guy. Moving over to AEW. New Japan, this is the Forbidden Door show because this is the one time that they always um, are with each other. We know, we know, we know, 
we we know we we know we have Brian Danson versus Okada our dream match that we thought we'd never ever get but we got it now yes it was hampered by Danielson breaking his forearm during the match but we got our dream match and it was good really really good could have been much better and there's no ifs ands or buts about it next up we have uh the elite Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii versus the BCC Takeshita Kanosuke Takeshita and Shoto Umino this I people say AEW doesn't have stories there were stories here. The BCC wanted to prove that the elite aren't what they cracked up to be and that the BCC are the top group in AEW. Eddie just wanted to get his hands on Claudio, which is why he was in this match. And he did not trust the elite. So that's why he brought in one of the few men he trusts in his business, Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull. Whereas the BCC brought in Takeshita, who was in the middle of a feud with Kenny Omega, and Shoto Imino, who is... Uh, Mox's apprentice, and these two, just these three, these these five people versus five people, beat the holy hell out of each other. What more can I say? And then, of course, one of the matches of the year. Hint, hint, wink, wink for next week. Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega for the I believe the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. These two have history with each other. These two know each other so freaking well. And on a show that featured Danielson and Okada, Sting, Tony Storm, Sonata, the Elite in the BCC, Will and Kenny absolutely stole the show <sighs> Will and Kenny this is a rematch from their G1 uh, match just just it, it, was just, it was just so good and you're going to see another name on this list a lot and that's Will Ospreay and he and Kenny with all the heat that they have with each other put on something special, just different. And it's so hard to top that. And these guys did it again and again and again. And then we move over to New Japan. Once again, the same man is on this list four times. And that would be Will Ospreay, who is probably the wrestler of the year. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, Wrestle Kingdom 17 versus Kenny Omega. The G1 Climax versus Tetsuya Naito. The Super Junior Tag Event versus Shoto Imino. And Royal Quest 3 versus Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay is probably the best wrestler on the planet right now. Um... And it's hard for me to say that when you have Brian Danielson right there. These four matches are just some of the best work you'll see from a professional wrestler in their career. It just it just is. And 
there honestly there's nothing this man can't do and now that he's signed with AEW we're going to get that greatness and be ready for all in next year impact wrestling soon to be T N A wrestling the little engine that could the quiet company that continues to put on a very good show consistently these guys have given us some phenomenal matches and here they are from bound for glory once again look who's on this list will osprey um his match versus mike bailey <sighs> there's not a lot to say about this match other than you should go watch it the counters the technical skill the speed the ability it's just there it it's special it's very 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 special to see something like that to see it live to see it in person and these two put on a banger of the match and sticking with will osprey most recently him versus josh alexander another guy who occasionally just puts on bangers just because he can osprey and josh alexander it was it was a dream match that we didn't think we needed until we saw it because when it got announced it was like oh wow they're just giving this away to us and then the match happened it was like oh wow they gave this to us will osprey josh alexander just 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 good from impact 1000 team kong versus team beautiful people and this match isn't um a technical masterpiece or anything you know to write home about when it comes to the in-ring action but it was about the celebration of women's wrestling i've said it time and again don't let anyone tell you any differently when it comes to women's wrestling no one does it better than impact period and we had legends of the past teaming with stars of today and stars of the future we had gail kim jordan grace mickey james trinity and awesome kong being accompanied by raisha saeed teaming up to take on Giselle Shaw, Angelina Love, Deanna Peraza, Savannah Evans, Tasha Steele, and they were accompanied by J. Vidal and Velvet Sky. Match wasn't crazy. It wasn't nothing terrible, horrible. It was just a beautiful, beautiful celebration. And that, 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 it's why it's on this list. Period. And now with the rebrand back to TNA, it won't get any better. From Victory Road, Josh Alexander versus Steve Macklin and Deanna Parado versus Jordan Grace. Alexander and Steve Macklin was the match we should have gotten, but Josh Alexander had gotten injured, so he was out for six months at the relief of the championship. I've never seen anybody come back that quickly from an ACL injury. And Macklin had just come back from his injury as well and was the champion. And I love TNA 
impact because they will give anybody a shot, give anybody a chance to take the ball and run with it. And he did it with Steve Beckett, and he and he did. And then Deanna Parrazzo versus Jordan Grace. What more is to say about these two women? These two women have been the the nexus of Impact's women's division for a long time after Gail retired, after Taya left, after Casablanca was gone. Deanna and Jordan were the top. And these two just put on a match. A match is like, yo, I'm Deanna, I'm Jordan. We're really good at wrestling. Watch us wrestle. Yeah, and they did. Beautiful. And then from Impact, the finality of their feud, Frankie Kazarian and Eddie Edwards in a two out of three falls match. This was fun. Frankie had left AEW, no bad blood, and went back home to TNA. And he and Eddie come from the same school. I believe they were trained, I want to say, by Killer Kowalski. And this feud got heated. It involved their wives, Alicia and um, Tracy Brooks. Tracy even came out of retirement for, for a match. But it finished with these two. And they've showed the ultimate respect to each other. Impact Wrestling should always be on your radar. Period. From ring of honor supercard of honor 16 the lucha brothers versus top flight versus aussie open versus the kingdom versus uh lfi lefaction ignorable and a ladder match to crown the new ring of honor tag team champions after the titles were vacated obviously because of the death of jay briscoe and this was the reach for the sky ladder match and when you have talent like this especially when it comes to the lucha brothers and top flight you know who are you know who are in their element it just works and this was just a banger beautiful car crash of a match from that same show the opening contest el rijo del vikingo versus commander I don't know what to say about this match. I don't know how these men can do what they do. Flipping and flying and just absolutely showing you what the human body can do. Death before dishonor. And this woman's going to be on her twice. Athena versus Willow Nightingale for the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, our forever champion. These women main evented the pay-per-view. Surprising that Tony Khan will have the woman main event a ring of honor for review, but not a not an AW review, but I digress. You know I love Willow and Athena has just been on a roll. Just on a roll, man. And Willow coming back and showing what she can do and who she can be, especially after losing the strong openweight women's championship. She got the shot against Athena and I really, really, really thought Willow was gonna win. I really, 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 I really, really thought Will was going to win, but my girl did, but it's okay. Then we move over to final battle. Two matches here. We had the fight without honor. FTR, Mark Briscoe taking on the BCC team of John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Brian Danson. This was the fight without honor, honoring Jay Briscoe. Um, and you knew, look, you knew FTR and, and Mark Briscoe were going to win this match, but it was just like, yo, let's just go out there and have fun there are no winners here there are no losers here it was just a beautiful car crash and car wreck of a 
match. And lastly, from that same, same pay-per-view from Final Battle, Athena versus Billy Starks, the main events are Forever Champion once again retained in this beautiful, beautiful story of Billy fighting out of Athena's shadow. Athena always uh, undervaluing Billy. And Billy is only, I believe, 1920. And here she is made even a pay-per-view and she's earned that. And there was no better person to do that against than Athena. Athena's our forever champion. I, at this point, have no idea when she's going to lose the championship. I thought it was going to be the Billy. I thought it was going to be the Willow. Um, so now we see what's next. I think Billy might be in line to become the first ever Ring Women's TV champion. So we'll see for ourselves. And finally, AEW. As usual, they put on usually two to three bangers a month. So it's all news from this company. But I got a couple <laughs> for you. So recently on Collision, um, we had our usual uh, shtick of uh, our Christmas tradition. AEW putting on a women's tag team street fight around the Christmas season. And we had one in collision at the end of the year, and we had one on Rampage at the beginning of the year. So in collision, we had Willowood Lightingale and Chris Statlander teaming up to take on Diamante and Mercedes Martinez. Now, I don't think this match needed to be a street fight. I don't think there was enough bad blood and animosity between these two teams, but we got it, and they went all out and this one was actually a little bit differently from the other women's tag team street fight we had earlier in the year with willow and ruby soho team up to take on tj in a street fight that one was much 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 more bloody but the willow and chris match versus the monte mercedes match was really really good it started on kind of started on collision and went through all the all the usual usual steps and i was always good to get diamante mercedes on tv and then the other match with willow and ruby versus tj we usually have tj in a street fight uh and this one got a lot lot more bloodier than usual tj were a part of the jericho appreciation society at this point willow and ruby were making names for themselves and it was just good i loved 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 both of these matches i really really did from revolution you knew this match was going to be on this list and another man who's been on his list multiple times today mjf versus brian dancer in that 60 minute iron man match which was an absolute classic and this essentially helped turn mjf into the credible world champion that he is when you defeat essentially the greatest of all time and an Ironman match, something, you know, where you're not supposed to win, it works. Um, Ruby, I'm sorry, Danielson and MGF put on a classic, and then we went into overtime where the match was just even more outstanding. From Russell Dream, once again, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., another dream match that we finally, finally got. We were supposed to get this match at last year's Forbidden Door, but obviously that show was hampered by a lot of injuries, including the Danielson. So Zack Sabre Jr. had to face Claudio. And Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. put on a technical masterpiece, and I can't wait for the rematch because, according to Zack Sabre Jr., 
Danielson didn't win through technical skills and wrestling ability. He won with a roll-up. And I can get where Zack Sabre Jr. is coming from that winning with a roll-up in this kind of match. Just doesn't work. So we'll get more. Uh, Another match that we got on free TV, which was just crazy. You know what I mean? The tag team title match with FTR defending against Jay White and Juice Robinson. Bro, where did that match come from? What? Listen, the Bang Bang Gang have been some of the best parts of wrestling this year. And it looks like they're out with injuries. Um, but this tag team classic we got in the early uh, days of Collision was phenomenal. It went, I think this match went almost an hour. And um, it was something we didn't see coming. It's, it's always surprising when we get a match that is just out the out of the blue. Like, remember last year when we got that random Josh Alexander-Mike Bailey match that went an hour? This is that match. This is that match of just beautiful tag team wrestling. Listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Outside of AEW, you're rarely going to get great tag team wrestling. You get it occasionally in WWE. You you do get it in TNA. I'll give you that. You get it in New Japan. But it's like, you want tag team wrestling? You go to AEW from all out. Kanosuke Takeshita versus Kenny Omega. This match was essentially to make Takeshita a star. We've seen the bangers that he had in the first year with Claudio, with Eddie Kingston, with Brian Danielson. And we're like, oh man, this kid is special. But joining the Don Callis family, being dubbed the Alpha, being Don Callis' number one, going up against his former number one was just a thing of beauty. Takeshita showed that he is just that good from all out as well. Brian Danson versus Ricky Starks in a strap match. Brian Danson is on this list once again. And he and Ricky uh just did what they did. Dude, we knew what Danson was capable of. It was it was great to see Ricky step out of his shell and put on this amazing strap match. Remember he attacked Danson before the match and this match essentially uh, elevated Ricky Starks in his heel persona and pretty much made him a star. Uh, there's there's no if ands or buts about it. These two bloodied each other, and it's crazy to think that in that same year we got dancing more and more just amazing matches. Collision: MJF versus Kenny Omega with the World Championship on the line. Essentially, Kenny wanted his match to stop MJF from breaking his record as the longest reigning AEW world champion just think about that MJF has been champion for a year at this point and you would think we would get this match on you know on pay-per-view but we got it on free tv and I'm perfectly fine with that because these two were just good Kenny Omega showed up and showed out and showed once again why he is Kenny Omega. NGF once again got another win in his belt, another notch in his belt against a credible bona fide legend champion. He's defeated the best of the best. He's defeated Mox. He's defeated Darby. He's defeated Kenny. He's defeated Danielson. He's defeated Ricky Starks. He's he's essentially been 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 turned into a made man and even though I think the Danielson matches would elevated him, this match against Kenny made him. 
from Wrestle Dream. You know this match was going to be on this list. Swerve Strickland, Hangman Page, and the Texas Death Match. Now, I know this match was not for everybody, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. What is there to say here? Seriously, we know Swerve. We know what Swerve is. We know what Swerve is very much capable of. And he it was time for him to be elevated into a star. And Swerve is the star. And you when you beat Hangman Page in his match, the match that he rarely, if ever, loses, you get it. And we, we're not going to forget, forget the spots because these two killed each other. I thought somebody was going to die. I just, I just thought somebody was going to die in this match. Period. From Dynamite, we got the dream match that we were supposed to get at AAA, and Kenny was hurt. Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo, and yeah, yeah, this match brought Vikingo to the states and then brought him to an audience that had never seen it before. And now he's just the mainstay on AEW television. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Like this dude, this small is able to put on this kind of amazing work. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. And it was well worth the wait. It was well worth the hype. Pretty much. Um, that's what we got from Rampage recently. Uh, once again, this one features Viking Go, but Top Flight and Action Andretti. I'm gonna start including Action Andretti in Top Flight. Versus Penta, El Zero, Miedo, Commander, and El Hijo del Vikingo, and a banger of a trios match. Man, oh, I know, like, I I know it's not for everybody, but you had you just have to sit there and watch and amaze and be amazed at the athletics that went on in this match. And I like that we were elevating um, Top Flight and Action Andretti to this level of being credible a credible trios team and they even got a championship match against the acclaimed daddy ass the following week but it's not over for them pensa commander and el hijo can suffer the loss and once uh ray phoenix comes back i'm looking for many many more great things in the trios team and the tag team division in AEW. and lastly 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 i'd be remiss not to mention double or nothing the elite versus the bcc anarchy in the arena oh my goodness the <laughs> anarchy arena matches are always crazy they are unpredictable they are wild and we got it with a returning uh proud and powerful these 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 they just beat the holy hell out of each other i don't i don't know what what else is there to say but y'all let me know that I miss anything. I wish we had more women's matches. And I probably could have added a couple more women's matches. I know there's a match or two in AEW that features Riho uh, and Amy Sakura somewhere I could have put on this list. There's probably a match or two from WWE that I could have put on with Becky and Bailey from NXT. Even Tiffany Strat, who I'm not the biggest fan of. But y'all let me know what y'all think. These are my matches of the year from each major company that's our show next week we will have the year end awards yes 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 uh don't forget to check out the socials charismatic creations on facebook and youtube charismatic underscore creations 52 on instagram of course the 215 on twitter the weebly site will be coming shortly 
All right. I want you all to have a Merry Christmas, Happy Festival, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of that jazz. And of course, Gigi Dolan, Willow Nightingale, Bailey, Isla Dorn, and Chris Statlander. Holla at your boy. Peace.